Hey guys, and welcome back to Shelby Talks. Today's episode doesn't really have a specific premise, but um, here we go. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is the bullshit with this American government. Sorry. Let me, let me, let me pull back a little bit. Um, I have very little faith in the American government, to say the least, because it is extremely biased and everything is politicized. Um... <laughs> What I'm talking about is Trump's impeachment. So, if you've been keeping up somewhat in the, I don't know, political world, just the world, you know, in January, a bunch of Trump supporters, literally terrorists, rioted at the Capitol, broke in a bunch of dumbass shit they did, and, um, and Trump incited that violence. He really did. Like, <laughs> it's oh my God. It's been a it's been a month, so I'm a little loose on the details. But honey, he he incited that shit at that rally. Oh my God, it's so annoying. And finally, like that week, people were moving to impeach him. And you know, he may have only had a week left, but if he was to be fully impeached, he would have no he would be barred from ever running for office again. And that's what we need because we do not need another four years under Donald fucking Trump. Can we not forget about the fact that he wanted to like go for another like eight years? after this first term because he's like you know people were watching me this whole first term so it shouldn't count like he got people convincing them that he should be allowed to have more than eight eight years and that's oh my god like these people are just brainwashed by him and it's really sad that the american media and the american government and the american people have let it get this far um Because you can't always blame them for being truly misinformed. Because these people, while I don't like them, they were given this information being said, it's true, listen to it. When just Donald Trump and the right is just feeding them a bunch of lies. So they genuinely think they're right. But they're not. Basically, I'm all riled up because he got through the house easily. He easily got through the house saying he was guilty. And he is. It is a fact that he is guilty. I'm sorry, he is. Anyways, so it just got through the house, and basically they voted that he was not guilty. But here's the thing that pisses me off. The majority of the Senate voted that he was guilty, 57 to like 43, and the majority voted that he was guilty. But guess what? Apparently it has to be 67 votes for him to actually be enforced with like impeachment which is absolute bullshit to me because first off i'm pretty sure the senate is republican ruled so the fact that they got the majority vote for him being guilty is saying something okay it's just bullshit to me that the majority of the senate voted that he was guilty of this crime which he is but yet he is still getting off scot-free and people are already back on the trump train 2024 i really hope to god that he does not run because i'm scared for the truth that he could get elected again because sure we may have won this one battle with biden but they're already twisting what Biden's doing and saying, like, he's raised the gas bill. 
the gas bill, whatever, you know what I mean, that he's raising gas prices because he closed the, uh, some oil thing that was uh, horribly affecting the environment, I can't think of the name, which if they would just Google it, they would see that the two have no fucking relation, and it pisses me off so much when these people go off ranting and saying, oh, Biden's horrible, trust me, I don't like Biden, I don't like Biden, but he's better than Trump, the bar was quite low. And it, it takes them, it could take them 10 goddamn seconds to Google something before they say this shit and see that they are wrong. And oh my god, it pisses me off so much. <sighs> okay, sorry, I'm getting a little mad because it just annoys me that he's able to get away with stuff like that. He's able to get away with brainwashing thousands of people some of them know he's lying they don't care they support him anyways and they support his racist homophobic sexist views and that's sad <sighs> i don't know it pisses me off to say the least oh god i, I mean i knew i after biden got elected i knew nothing I knew everything wasn't going to go back to normal because we still have an influx of many problems in America. But I thought for a minute we could have a bit of peace. But no, we can't. We got a couple weeks, not even, and then they come right back and ruin any, ruining everything, everybody's day. Oh my lord. It's just, politics are very stressful. And politics shouldn't have such a big impact on our on our government, on our lives. I don't know how to describe it, but basically everything nowadays is politicized when it shouldn't be. And it's not about right or wrong, it's about left or right. Most Republicans are not going to agree with any Democrats because they think they're terrible. Because that's what the media tells them. As for the left, the left is a little bit better. I, I'm being biased, probably a little, but honestly, I've grown up in a Republican household, and I've seen the news that Fox News feeds them compared to, I don't know, just CBS, something a little less biased. I, oh my lord, sorry. I've just seen a lot. And I feel like I have a bit of a right to say that I'm on the left for a reason. I identify with the left for a reason. Um, it would be great to me if all these things weren't politicized. Like, I don't know, the LGBTQ community having rights. Or, I don't know, systemic racism being ended. I, there's just basic problems in our government, in America, in our minds, for Christ's sake that have become politicized so if you agree with the fact that oh i don't know we shouldn't be fascist oh then you're a part of antifa this terrible organization that's killing people and causing riots first of all antifa is a state of mind so if you're not antifa if you're not a part of antifa there's something wrong with you because all antifa is is anti-fascist so if you're not a part of antifa you're fascist and you agree with what hitler did and that's it's got some problems of its own or if you agree that i don't know men and women should have the same should have equal pay which is proven to be true and you can't tell me it's not anyways if if you just think there should be equality in America, you're a liberal. 
oh, it's so stupid. Oh, or if you disagree that systemic racism should be ended and there should be equality. Oh, you're one of those stupid BLM liberals. Like, it's so stupid. And I hear it all the goddamn time. I'm like, okay, call me a liberal. I could care less. At least I'm actually informed to agree where I'm not a horrible human being. Like, no, I'm not a good person. I'm about not a god. I'm not about to go preaching around that I am a great person, um, and that you should listen to me. But I am gonna say I'm a better person than a big chunk of the American population solely based on the fact that I am informed and I have an ounce of empathy inside of me, um. <laughs> because honestly, I can safely say that the a big chunk of the American population doesn't have a soul. <laughs> and they do this bullshit thing, these stupid bullshit things to try and justify their corruption so they don't have a conscience. Like Christians using the Bible as an excuse to be homophobic. I don't care about your religion. I will respect your religion. It is your religion that is fine. I am not religious, but I will fight for you to have your religious rights. But I'm not about to let you sit here and tell me something to do because your Bible says so. And which... First off, the original Bible didn't have any mentions of a homosexual. It was like, man shall not lay with child, you know, pedophilia. So they whitewashed the Bible to fit their shaded views so they could have no conscience while going around being homophobic because they cannot deal with change. They cannot deal with the fact that, oh, maybe the white man, white straight man won't be ruling society anymore. Maybe a woman of color or a gay man could be at the top. Like, they can't handle that. And it's wrong. (laughs) You don't need to, I don't need to tell you that, but It's just annoying to me when people try and tell me what to do based on what their Bible says. It's fine if you want to not sin according to your Bible. It's fine if you do not want to get an abortion. But you can't tell me that I can't have an abortion. I'm not saying I would. But you can't dictate whether I can or cannot just because something you live by says that I should. Because I don't live by that. And it's perfectly fine if you do, but I don't. Oh, sorry. This just became a rant all of a sudden. I don't even know what this episode is completely about. It really got away from my... I don't even know. Away from my grasp. I have a laptop sitting next to me, and it's just sitting here waiting for me to do something. Oh, so I guess I can give you an update about what's happening in my life, I guess. Besides from the political bullshit I deal with. Um, no, that we all deal with, really. It's quite annoying. I have a post-it note right here. Okay. Um, I'm learning the guitar. It's going quite slow, so that's fun. Uh, I don't know. Let's read this sticky note. I have a sticky note with some prompts on it to talk about, so let's see. Online school versus regular school. Uh, Our Christmas traditions. Uh, I wrote this around Christmas then. Here's a little prompt. Is it worth it to be filming and taking pictures? Or should you just live in the moment? I wrote this because if you know me to a degree, you'll know if we're out in a social setting, I'll probably have my phone out recording. 
And while that may seem obnoxious, and it makes me think of that uh, recording I saw where Adele was, like, yelling at someone in her audience for filming the concert. I get what she's saying, that you just want there to be enjoy the moment. But my point of view is really, though, that, like, I personally love after a while going back and looking back at these old dumbass memories and these old videos that I forgot had happened just stored within my phone because at the end of the day all we really have are memories because there's this quote I really like making memories with someone is a beautiful thing until they become a memory themselves because there's people we lose along the way whether it be from death or just the fact that you grow apart but I feel like it's important to a degree to remember those good times you had. Remember those good memories you had. There's a lot of good moments that I would love to remember. But frankly, it's hard to. Because, you know, we take stuff for granted. And as unfortunate as it is, we do. And I think it's important sometimes, while it might be obnoxious, to be filming things all the time and taking pictures. Pictures can be beautiful things. Pictures can speak louder than words. Uh, I sound like a therapist. Um, But on, like, a real note, though, I, like, the other night was going through some memories from, like, 8th and ninth grade, which were, like, 3 and 4 years ago, which may not seem like a lot, but is a decent chunk of time and I personally have gone through a lot of crap through that time and I don't know I just think it's worth it you know (laughs) in like 15 years you find this old video of you messing around with your friends it'll make you smile it'll make you laugh in that moment make you remember something that you'd forgotten um I don't know I think it's just important to remember moments like those and it's hard to just it's just hard to remember those things so i think recording it or taking a picture of it is fine i'm actually going to look in this journal and see some topics we haven't done i'm very ill prepared i'll say coming into this episode very ill prepared our camera rolls don't know how i would expect to do that dun 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 our mini collections and addictions. I guess I can talk about that a little bit. Um, if you know me, and most people that do know me know that I have a, a lot of collectibles. I don't know how to put it. <clears throat> what I mean by that is I have almost nearly 200 Funko Pops. Um, and I collect a lot of random things. And that's all I'm going to say on the matter. <laughs> um... Namely being the office-related items. Ooh. Oh, Lord. Fortnite memories. Mm. <laughs> Fortnite, for me, was an addiction in ninth grade. Like, all I did was I'd get home, play Fortnite, go to sleep, go to school, get home, play Fortnite, go to sleep. <laughs> you know, that's what I did for, like, the majority <laughs> of ninth grade i was addicted to that game (laughs) and that's a little bit embarrassing just a little bit but um you know i think i've read uh something i wrote about fortnite before let me actually pull it up um 
while seemingly dumb that I take stake in the time I had with playing Fortnite Macy don't seem dumb and honestly I can't blame you but uh, I have a lot of dumb ass happy moments to thank because of Fortnite which is weird sounding yes I understand but um I met some people I would have never met without Fortnite uh so I'll read this for you I wrote this when did I write this probably like two years ago if you know me pretty well, my whole freshman year consisted of well playing Fortnite and watching it. I would get money from cleaning and buy V-Bucks. I was addicted. Now I've stopped. I don't play very much at all. My friend Jermaine convinced me to get on there for the first time in months. And Jermaine is a friend I actually met on Fortnite. And there's a, a handful of people that I did meet on Fortnite. And... It, <laughs> You know, you kind of grow a bond, which sounds weird, but, you know, playing for hours on the end with someone, you kind of grow a bit of a bond. Um, and I was really close with Jermaine, but then, you know, I just stuff happens, you know, where you stop playing. And th that's that. Um, <clears throat> sorry. I just realized how easy life was. Coming from a sophomore in high school... Freshman year wasn't as easy as 8th grade, and I complained a lot, but I never got much homework. And when I did, well, I didn't do it. I got the answers from someone. I don't know how I passed algebra last year, frankly. I would get home to my old small bedroom downstairs, get a snack, and get on. My setup was sad. <laughs> I had a tiny TV on a plastic bin next to my bed and I would hunch over and play till it was late and scream and rage a lot <clears throat> to say the least I wasn't that great I mean I don't know I raged a lot <laughs> and I'm not gonna talk about that because frankly it's embarrassing how much I raged um I was never that good but I was a good assist and I could build very good and fast and in creative mode is where I strive because I could beat almost anyone in a build battle. What I'm saying by that is I'm a builder. Um, with my setup, I don't know. That's all I could do. Shooting, not so much. But I could build. <laughs> I guess in a way it was my safety blanket. I got to talk and laugh with friends and make the time fly by. What I mean by that is some people have like their old childhood blanket that they stay close to make them think of easier times i had fortnite it was a distraction during that time i don't know i just needed a distraction then i had one i remember getting told to go do something and saying into my mic that i'd be right back and i would run down the hallway to do it then run back and hope i wasn't dead since then fortnite is starting to get unpopular but in retrospect i owe a lot of good memories to fortnite for starters i met a lot of good people I would never have met if it wasn't for Phil squads. Sometimes me and Sarah were daring that day and decided to go on Phil squads. Um, so <laughs> some of my good friends to this day, which are Mexican, that's what we called him, Justin and Jermaine. Those are the three people I played with the most that I didn't know, like in real life. So like outside of that, outside of Sarah and Jonathan, those were the people I mainly played with. I had plenty of other people, but I was never as close to them. I met 
probably around 10, 15 people that I played with for a while during that time period. Um, But those three were the main, the ones that I would play with literally almost every day. Excuse me. Um, Those three are the ones I would play with for hours on end every day for my freshman year. I would hear Justin and his girl argue, which is really funny. But yes, I actually heard Justin and his girlfriend arguing over the phone one time. (laughs) I, I don't know. It was a weird time. Jermaine would call me a child and kill everyone for me. Yeah, I'm older than Jermaine, but I'm an idiot. That's what I'm going to say. Mexican would be the clown, per se. Now, mainly, I think I was slightly better than Mexican, but (laughs) I don't know. I was probably one of the worst. No, I know I was one of the worst. Justin and Jermaine, they were good. It might just be a video game, true, that made me rage a lot, but it's something that we used to become friends, and I wouldn't give that up for the world. It might seem stupid, but it's the truth. (laughs) Um, ooh, lord. I, I, mm, ooh. Okay, even though I love my new room so much, I could give it away in a second to go back in time to when everything seemed so simple. Um, if you know me, um, at least during sophomore year, some, to some degree, to most people, it would have just seemed like I was any other depressed teenager, claiming they were depressed and being idiotic. But, what year was that? 2019 and 2020 were a rougher year for me than I think I let show to most people, for reasons I've talked about on the podcast. But I honestly, I've talked about this to, I, I don't know if I've done this before, but I think sometimes it's important just to be able to recognize when you've had a good day. When you can look back on a day and say, this was a good day. This happened and that made me happy. That was a good thing that happened today. Sure, there's an impa- impending pandemic across the world. Racists everywhere. But this was a good thing that happened. And for a while there, for a long while during sophomore year, I I couldn't, I guess I forgot how to. Because back then, I mean, for that year, I really didn't have a happy day. Like, everything was doom and gloom all the time. I had happy moments. Like, I'd go over to Jonathan's house and hang out. But then you'd go back home, lay in your bed, and you'd be alone again. And everything you're feeling would come right back. And for a long time, I couldn't admit the fact that it was a good day because I didn't have a good day. I couldn't just say, sit there and look back on my day and be like, this was a good day. You know, something bad could have happened. But this specific thing in particular happened, and that was a good thing. It was a rough time. Um, But that's what I mean by that. It it was a lot simpler time before 2019. And I I do mental health is very important. Coming from a person who did not acknowledge any of their problems, which is a lot, still have many... But coming from a person who wouldn't even be vulnerable in private, let yourself be vulnerable, whether it's with someone or by yourself, because trust me, you need it. Trust me. And I know as stupid as that sounds, and as much as you might not want to, you need to. (laughs) 
I was going through a rough time. And I even worried a couple of my friends at some point. Where they're like, if you don't deal with your problems and confront them, I will make you. Which, of course, didn't work. But it came to a point when I couldn't be happy. When I wasn't happy. I didn't have a happy day. I I didn't have happiness except for a couple moments. And every other time, I needed to be distracted. I needed that. Because I dare not let myself be alone with my thoughts and think about what was going through my head and until I did until I let myself be in pain a bit let myself think about it is when I could actually sit down now and say I had a good day something good happened where I could go to sleep at night and saying today was a good day and have thoughts that weren't all about impending doom and unhappiness just letting myself sleep. And I think it's important that we all remember to acknowledge when we've had a good day. Because, I don't know, sometimes we forget how good it is to have a good day. When we have so many bad days, we forget what it's like to have a good day. Now, it may seem stupid. But, I don't know. Just, just, just do something (laughs) I know that sounds dumb but it wasn't until I started letting myself think about my problems that anything came of it no I'm definitely not saying I have no problems because trust me I have a lot of problems um but yeah that got sidebarred anyways that then is what I lived for and frankly at this point I don't know yet now so what I'm talking about is I don't know what I'm living for which is not suicidal let me say that it means more or less for a while which I'm still going through a bit of a a quarter life crisis where I don't really know what I'm interested in that much like I would be like beyond the fact that I like the office beyond the fact that I can binge watch a tv show for ages What do I enjoy in this life? What do I want to pursue as a career? I still really don't know what I want to do as a career. Um, But as of recently, I've been able to, like, find some things that make me happy. Like, actual hobbies that don't involve spending money and watching TV. So things such as the guitar or photography, things like that. And I actually have been reading a lot. Well, not a lot, but reading in general more than I have than usual. Oh, it's a whole thing. We can't reverse time, and that's a part of life. And all I have left now is the memories which I will cherish forever until I forget them. I don't play Fortnite anymore. After what happened in 2019, I couldn't bring myself to play it, and that's, I think, a demonstration of how hard... I don't know how rough of a time I was going through because Fortnite was my whole life for a year. Like, that is what I did. That is what I knew. That is what I strive to be better at. That is where I met multiple people I became friends with. That is all I did for a year. And then after what happened, I couldn't bring myself to sit in the chair, grab the controller, and just play. I physically could not. And that's saying something to just not be able to do something that brought you so much joy to not be able to do something that was your everything at that time 
I think is a demonstration of just how much I was struggling back then. I'm still struggling a lot. That was a weird noise I made. Um, I'm still struggling, but I feel like I don't know. Anyways, that got deep again. Um, ooh, okay, that's a topic for another day. I'm really just going through this notebook, seeing if I have any topics to talk about. Choosing our favorite TV shows and debating which one is better. Mine's obviously The Office, and I will never concede to anyone else is being the best. Um, ooh, I'm not talking about that. That's too deep, and I am not in the mood. War, Morals, and Hiroshima. So, I wrote an essay about what the right choice was to make in Hiroshima. And then I had this whole, like, debacle about war and how just genuinely terrible it is. Because war, I never realized how truly horrible it was because there are no morals in war you do what you do to, you know just survive and it's a very 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 terrible place and i had this whole debacle and ran about it and it's not fresh in my mind but i'll see if i can find the essay i wrote Hiroshima. yeah here it is did the u.s make the right decision <laughs> so Let's read it out. Did the U.S. make the right decision by dropping the atomic bombs? The pros and cons of using the atomic bombs. Tactically, using the bombs would be fast, swift, and to the war bubbling up, and on our side it would result in very few deaths. In war, however, the civilians are not thought of, which is shown throughout history. The bomb dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki mainly killed civilians, not soldiers or government officials, civilians. The bomb literally burned people's bodies into atoms and literally left shadows of themselves. Morals are not considered in war, though. You justify the ends by the means. Tactically, the bomb was swift, efficient, and resulted in few deaths for the U.S., Morally, I can't say the same, but I think the other options were worse. But either way, people die. Using the bomb was the right decision tactically. However, morally, no option was good. But in war, there are no morals. And that's what makes war gruesome. The other solution that was thought of would have been invading Japan from the southern islands. At first, I can see why this sounded like a good idea, but going further in depth into what this would entail shows it's not. If we decided to invade Japan, it would bring many deaths, but not just for the Japanese, but for the U.S. too. It would also require a lot of supplies that are very expensive. Also, this is not a safe bet. We may have the aspect of surprise, but there would be no guarantee of us winning this battle. Invading Japan would be a slow, strenuous, and expensive solution that would cause many deaths on both sides. This is why I believe this wouldn't have been the best solution. While trying to brainstorm alternatives to what the U.S. came up with, the only thing I could think of was a trade blockage, which at first seemed like a great solution until you realized what that would actually mean. 
A trade blockage essentially stops food and other products from getting into a city or select area, but doing so is extremely time-consuming and expensive. Morally, however, it gets worse. You would literally be starving people until death or surrender, and Japanese soldiers would gladly die for the emperor, and a lot of people would still die. In conclusion, there's really no right or good answer to this situation, but a decision has to be made nonetheless. Which leads me to believe that the U.S. government made the right decision of using the atomic bomb no matter how immoral it was. If anything, the other options were even more immoral. All of the solutions were gruesome, but gruesome is a common theme in war. People do what they have to do in order to win the war. So, I had to choose whether or not the U.S. made the right decision, and I don't know, that was a tough thing for me to do. Um, but yeah, you can leave your two cents on the Instagram if you want. Moving on to see if there are any other topics. Didn't I write something? Mm, Sorry, my thoughts are going everywhere. What is this? Oh, these are my notes to the My Man in the Woods short story. That was really fun to write, actually. I, I don't think I'm made to be a writer, though. It was fun, though. I enjoyed it. I read that. You should go... I don't normally... Actually, I was going to say I don't normally plug the podcast, but that's just a lie. You should go look at the episode where I wrote, read um, where I read that. It's like titled The Man in the Woods or something like that. You should go listen to it, because I am very proud of that. Um, so let's look on my laptop and see what there is to do. Let's open Instagram and see what happens. <laughs> I literally have no plans for this episode. Um, let's see. Oh, in two hours it'll be Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day, people. Woohoo. All right. Okay, everyone must have fallen asleep because, like, no one is awake. And it hurts. (laughs) I'll just shut up now. I'm looking at my story and there's nothing good happening. Okay, once again, nothing good's happening. Um, I've been on, like, a... I guess a roll with photography at the moment. I think it's mainly because of my photography class. But I've been more inclined to take pictures. I've also been more bored, so I need a reason to do something. Um, and pictures is relaxing and fun to me. Oh, let's talk about the ditch. The ditch. Um, that sounds weird. Okay, so in the back of my yard, I have this old creek. And over the t- over time, it, it got really small and shrunken down. So now it's like this big trench. And at the bottom, there's a layer of water. And honestly, I've been tempted to just literally jump in. And I have to get a picture. Nearly frozen my feet off. I jumped in there on a normal day. Then I jumped in there in the rain. Scaled a a big chunk of the creek. And then just yesterday, I jumped in in the snow. My feet about froze off. But it was worth it because I got some good photos. That's all I'm saying. Um, (laughs) I've done some stupid things to get a photo, namely just getting on the ground and getting the angle. 
but it's fun it's time consuming and it's fun and i enjoy the outcome um all i'm saying is i'm very excited to be going to this trench in the summer when there's less water i'm not gonna ask jonathan or sophie to get in the trench unless there's no water because i don't have standards and they do (laughs) jonathan and sophie are my models when i want to take pictures they enjoy modeling so it's it, it works for both of us they get good pictures i get practice i get to have fun socializing and i get to have fun taking pictures it's a win win for all of us um so they can they they're my models the majority of the time if i'm not taking pictures of just nature and so i have so many ideas for them being in the trench <laughs> with me in it but I also want to just explore it. It's like this, I don't know, it's like weird. It's like it doesn't feel like it belongs in my backyard because you have to slide in there. You slide down in there and it's like this whole like deep trench that that goes for a while on. Like I went in there for like an hour or an hour and a half the other day and I didn't even make it to the end of it. Um, to be fair, it was in the rain. But, um, I don't know, it's just a really cool little area. You know, go look at my Instagram, you can see some of those photos. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited to take some more pictures in there. Hopefully I get some good ones. Actually, let me tell y'all the story of how I got to that. So, in my photography class, um, we needed to do an assignment that included linear photography which if you don't know what that is it's kind of hard to describe but basically in the photo there needs to be two lines implied or not two lines going off parallel to each other and seeming as if they go on forever leading to um a vanishing point or a a focal point now what i mean by this is you could go out on the road and get the two white lines on the sides and that can be considered linear photography linear being a line um so we're talking about that and we our assignment was to get a picture demonstrating linear photography now the most obvious thing would be my guitar but i wanted to go further than that i wanted to do something better because i've already taken some photos with my guitar namely the exact photo i would be using if i turn that in and that's boring like i could do that any day i could get up grab my camera and take some photos of that in 15 minutes like nothing but for me with photography i want to take that next step i'm constantly striving to have better photos better prompts better lighting or whatever it may be i'm constantly looking for something new to do something cool something that looks good on photo just constantly and so i was like okay how about i grab some stuff go downstairs outside and take some pictures so my first idea was um i had this little like wall piece that's like just some four pieces of wood like a park bench on top of a park bench would be linear photography um So I brought this little, like, picture piece that's four pieces of wood. Brought that outside with, like, some tarot cards, some crystals, like an hourglass, some things that I think I could um, place in such a way that could look good on camera. So I brought that outside, placed it on a table, and then I look back into the back of my yard. And my yard at the back of it 
is a fence that belongs to the life church so i was like wait what if i get on the ground and have the camera facing upwards so it's as if like the fence you know is just there in the sky almost so i was like okay that's a great idea so i ran inside got a towel and i was walking back there um probably like 150 feet um walked back there and i forgot about this creek that separates the two like halves of my yard so i have my main yard and then there's this the creek trench thing and then you have the little area of land that where you can get to the fence of the life church i was like oh crap now what am i gonna do but then i got a very stupid very good idea what if i crawled into the trench I was like, alright, this is what I'm going to do. So I walked back in the house. I put on some pants that I could roll up so they wouldn't get covered in water. I put on... What shoes did I wear? I don't know what shoes I wear. I think I went barefoot. I don't remember. No, I didn't go barefoot. I don't know. I put on some random shoes. And I was like, Mom, can you come help me? So I have this stepladder. So we got this stepladder just in case I got stuck down there. Because I've never gone into this trench before. I don't know if I'm going to be able to climb out. Because it's pretty steep. Like you can't just normally climb out of it. But there's a tree that I used to climb back up with. So it was fine. I didn't need the trench ladder. Trench ladder, stepladder. But I was like, oh, why don't you come out here with me just in case I do get stuck. Let me tell you, that water was freezing. Oh my god. <laughs> so... I was nervous, but I slid in, and I got to the bottom, like, oh my god, that water's freezing. So, I was, like, hurriedly asking my mom to give me my camera so I could get some pictures. I'm like, oh my god, I need a new lens. Because I'd never taken a photo down there, so I have no idea what lens would work best. Because I have two lens. I have one lens that is kind of, can get a wider range of things and then I have a bigger lens that you can really zoom in close to things and I personally like the big lens better because I I feel like the images are sharper and I don't know I just like the big lens better and I was like why don't I go in there first no I took the small lens first sorry I was like oh god I think I'm gonna have to change the lens but my feet were freezing so I had to like climb back up and like stay out of the water for like a couple minutes like trying to recover my feet because I could only be in there for a little bit at a time like a minute at a time it was that cold and so then I went back in got a few photos and went back out and went back in but then the third time I was like crouching the whole time which for some reason helped blood flow stop going to my feet I don't know why but it helped me stay in there for like five six minutes and I got some photos and I was like I'm done. Went back inside and I had some photos for photography. And then Thursday, I think it was Thursday, I was bored. Wanted to take photos. Invited Jonathan over to my house. And I was like, why don't I go in the ditch? Why not? Um, Jonathan came over. But it was raining. So I, quote, rainproofed my camera, which I really didn't. But I put some cardboard over top of it and kind of protected it from the elements a bit and I was out there for a good while an hour an hour and a half and we took some photos Jonathan was there he I I'm I, sorry I wasn't gonna make them get in that ditch there's freezing cold water and it's raining I wasn't gonna ask them to even do that but 
I don't have standards, so I jumped in the ditch, took some photos, and scaled it for a while. Um, I wore boots this time, though. I was able to stand there because I wore these boots, and it stopped the water from getting to my feet immediately, so that worked really well. Um, and I got some good photos, actually. I had to play around with the settings for a while because I, I couldn't really figure out what worked. It was also pretty dark because it was raining. And then, what's today? Saturday? So, Friday, I think. I woke up, and I was like, okay, let me go take pictures in the snow. <laughs> and I brought a bunch of stuff out the side. I was gonna, you know, prop up some way to take photos with. <laughs> and me not being able to control myself, I decided to go back over to the creek. <laughs> and in the snow, actively snowing... By myself, I slid into the creek and took some photos while my feet were dying. My shoes from both times are still drenched. <laughs> I'm lucky that I didn't get stuck down there because my mom would have never knew. I just it was like, I had to, like, I wasn't planning on going in the trench, but I did, and it was pretty worth it. But, um, yeah, I did some stupid things to get photos, but jumping into the creek in the snow is definitely, definitely the worst thing I think I've done to get a photo. But, I mean, I'd say it was pretty worth it. Um, it was cold as hell, though. Um, honestly, I think I've gone over literally everything I can. Um... So, I think I'll end this. Oh, while it's still here, um, a little dedication to William Jennings, Waylon Jennings, because he died today, like, uh, in 2002, I think it was. He died on the 13th. But, um, yeah. So, thank you for listening if you made it this far. Like, it's been chaotic, to say the least. I haven't done an episode in a while. But, um, thanks for listening and i'll talk no i won't what a, what is my outro i don't remember it's been a while see you next time